Think about your local park, trail, or any place you escape to for fresh air. Think about the scenery, the bright, warm sun shining down from the sky, its rays being fragmented by leaves overhead. Think about the rich greenery surrounding you, as well as the brown tree trunks and brightly colored flowers. For me, a resident of Manhattan, this place is Central Park. Located between the upper east and west sides of the borough, it is a popular location for any New Yorker looking to experience a moment outside of the concrete jungle. Central Park has approximately three trees for each of the 6,400 high-rises in Manhattan. Spanning 843 acres, it is an escape for the 1.6 million people that live within Manhattan's 14,000 acres. Central Park is my favorite place to run and walk, as it is full of various trails, roads, and the countless unique people that you can find in a major city. Because my home is only a few blocks away, I normally start my runs with a warm-up, which is a walk to the park itself. After crossing the final street and entering the park, I turn onto a gravel and dirt road known as the Bridle Path, and ramp up my speed as the sounds of traffic fade into the distance. Now go back to picturing your natural spot, your point of escape. Chances are, it's very similar to mine. As I pick up speed on the bridle path, the receding traffic is replaced with singing birds. My footsteps crunch along the soft gravel, becoming faster with every step. A slight breeze rushes through nearby trees. When the path I take turns towards a nearby road through the park, the chatter of hundreds of people can be heard as it turns into a background home. Finally, in the back of my mind, I'm aware of the silent dropping of trash throughout the park, not in trash cans where it belongs, but onto once beautiful roads, trails, and lawns instead. Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Cleanup Cast, where we learn how to take better care of the planet which we all inhabit. In today's episode, we will be talking about Central Park, and by extension, nearly every natural sanctuary on Earth. Central Park was only a theory amidst the rapid growth of Manhattan in the 19th century. During this time, a large influx of immigrants came to Manhattan only to be driven crazy by its lack of greenery. This, in addition to the ever-present goal of putting Manhattan on the map as a world-class destination, prompted the proposal to build a large park in 1853. This concept was quickly approved as state officials purchased the land from 59th Street to 106th Street between 5th and 8th Avenues. This land was covered with rocks and swamps and did not have many houses on it as a result. In order to turn this unappealing canvas into a park that could attract worldwide attention, government officials held a design competition, won by two men named Frederick Law Olmsted and Calvert Vaux. Both of these men helped to create what was known as the Greensward Plan which highlighted large open fields and various wooded areas, most notably around the edges of the park, to provide visitors with a break from the city. Another notable feature within this plan was its use of sunken transverse roads, which are a clear benefit to Central Park today, as cars can travel through it without being seen by people traveling through the park on foot. From its inception, Central Park has continually gained popularity year after year, to the point where, in 2019, it welcomed over 42 million visitors. Central Park became an especially valuable place for me during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Instead of being locked in my apartment through 2020 and beyond, I spent much of my days in the park where I could keep my distance from other people while enjoying the great outdoors and greenery. Instead of having to wander around a maze of concrete, bricks, and pollution, Central Park was a place for me to get fresh air and exercise every single day. As a result, I found myself spending much more time in the park than usual during this time, and I gained a greater appreciation for it. This is true for others as well, because as the COVID pandemic winds down, park visitation is increasing faster than ever before. Unfortunately, in 2021, the New York Park Department's budget was cut by $84 million, causing layoffs to staff members who were tasked with keeping the parks clean. Since then, trash complaints have been skyrocketing in the city, increasing by over 120% when compared to pre-pandemic numbers. All of this trash is tarnishing land that used to have countless benefits for the environment and for people's mental and physical health as well. It's pretty well known that getting outside on a sunny day can make almost anyone feel better. We have all experienced this when our homes get stuffy and fresh air becomes a necessity. Trees are to thank for this relief. A single tree can absorb over 48 pounds of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere in a single year. Through this process, the tree is able to produce a significant amount of oxygen, and therefore what we describe as fresh air. Central Park is home to more than 18,000 trees, which equates to over 1 million pounds of carbon dioxide being removed from the city's atmosphere annually. Through this process, trees also eliminate pollutants from the air, thereby decreasing not only the quantity of oxygen in our atmosphere, but its quality as well. Trees are also particularly good at absorbing water and cooling the air temperatures around them. This, in addition to their provided shade, makes trees act almost like air conditioners on hot summer days. Much like they can remove pollution from the air, they can also filter rainwater, thereby removing the number of toxins that flow into larger water bodies. While all of this information might not seem very tangible, parks have a clear and immediate effect on all people by increasing their desire to exercise. Studies have shown that access to open, natural spaces such as parks can lead to a 25% increase in people's exercise frequency. For other, non-human species, parks are also valuable habitats. In New York City alone, parks sustain the lives of many endangered species, such as leopard frogs, American eels, bald eagles, piping clovers, river herrings, and two species that practically look like dinosaurs. The first of these is the Atlantic horseshoe crab, which has been found in creeks in Brooklyn and Staten Island. The next species is diamondback terrapins, which are large turtles that have a diamond-like pattern on their shell. Moving beyond animals, Central Park is also home to one of the last remaining stands of American elm trees in North America. Both the diversity and fragility of life in places like this is honestly just inspiring. Places that so many of us take for granted are able to quite literally give life to countless species of plants and animals. This truth becomes evident when we get away from surrounding houses and into an environment full of brightly colored plants and trees. Imagine vivid flowers accentuated by their surrounding green and trees reaching up towards a light blue sky. Add the seemingly endless gathering of equally colorful birds to the mix and suddenly visual beauty is accompanied by an equally impressive song. Now imagine what that place would be like if you found cigarette butts strewn across the grass. What about McDonald's wrappers, garbage bags, and cracked plastic cups along with them? 
Add soda cans and their accompanying plastic rings to the mix, and suddenly the setting is not so pleasant. The place that was once a thing of beauty has now become visually tainted. Furthermore, in time, various species are likely to be harmed by these unnatural objects. Eventually, once litter pollutes the water supplies, and animals begin to consume plastic instead of their natural diets, the birds will cease to sing. At this point, pollution moves far beyond a visual issue, as it affects nearly every aspect of natural life. To put this into scale, litter is the leading cause of polluted bodies of water in the world. Cigarette butts, for example, contain chemicals such as arsenic and formaldehyde, which are quite literally poisons. These chemicals can leak into soil and water bodies and drastically affect the health of animals and plants as a result. Did you know that over 60% of water pollution in the world can be attributed to litter? Yeah, it's crazy. Much of this pollution occurs in the form of plastics, which will either choke animals that consume them whole, or degrade into microplastics that also have negative health implications when ingested. Plastic, by itself, directly accounts for the deaths of over 1 million animals each year. Finally, litter can be covered in germs and parasites that can spread diseases to animals that come in contact with them. This is also true for humans who are paid by tax dollars to pick it up. So yes, you heard me right. Litter increases taxes. Annually, the U.S. spends over $11 billion to clean it up. Fortunately, litter is a problem that is easily solved. In New York specifically, with the election of Mayor Eric Adams, the Department of Parks and Recreation was allocated an extra $500 million to be used this year for upkeep of the city's green spaces. This will hopefully create jobs which will in turn reduce litter and promote the well-being of the many plants and animals that live in these spaces. As long as everyone does their part, the presence of litter is an issue that can be improved worldwide with a little environmental stewardship. You can make a difference with actions that may seem small initially, but will add up over time. For example, and this is an obvious one, always look for a garbage bin when you have trash, and just hold on to the trash if you can't find one. Also, if you see a plastic cup on the ground, maybe consider picking it up and throwing it away. From there, if you want to do more, you can start attending organized cleanups, or simply yelling at your friends if you ever see them throwing trash on the ground. Heck, what if you even replace your night out with a cleanup routine? Let's say you have plans to go out to a bar or to see a movie. Now imagine canceling those plans and picking up trash instead. By sacrificing fun, you would at least make the world a slightly cleaner place. All jokes aside, as long as everyone chips in, regardless of how small their effort is, our planet will benefit greatly. There's even a way that you can join this movement from your home, right now. Share this podcast with your friends to show them that they, too, can maintain the health of our environment. In turn, this will save the lives of countless species, including ourselves, who rely on the world's well-being for our own.